Hey everybody, welcome to What Now? Conversations for Life. This is Pastor Jonathan Bass and I'm sitting here watching <coughs> Brother Jonathan Barker lose it over here because I did not know he was going to stick me doing the intro today. I had to sneeze. <laughs> and so uh, I started recording and he was pointing at me, so sorry about that. Anyways, thanks for joining us. It's another episode here of What Now? Conversations for Life. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you haven't listened to our past episodes or if this is the first time you're joining us, make sure you go back for at least part one of our discussion on temptation that came out last week and um, and then... We have several other episodes you can go back in the archives and listen to. I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Make sure to follow us. Hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're using. Share it. Get the word out and drop us a review if um, if you like us. Um, it really helps us get exposure and uh, become more popular on um, iTunes podcast and things like that, or Apple podcast and Spotify. So, um, just however you're joining us, thanks for being here. We do love our listeners and we're in the middle of a discussion here that was actually requested by one of our listeners, uh, wanted us to talk about fornication, adultery, and temptation. And so here we are. I think this is what the fourth episode concerning those, those things. Four? Yes. Number four, uh, just talking about those three subjects. And so, um, it's a doozy. And, it is. Um, we was talking about just a while ago before we were getting into uh, the recording here that it's something that people just, they don't think about. They don't, you know, you can tell. I, I, I said it's almost like people just walk off the cliff and they don't even try. And uh, we established last podcast that temptation is a real thing. It's something we all deal with. Um, uh, no matter how old you are or what walk of life you're in, you're going to deal with some sort of temptation. You know, I was thinking about this, Brother Jonathan, whenever you said that, yes. about they walk off cliff. The first verse that came to my mind was that verse, um, Romans. I can't remember exactly where it's at. I think it's in Romans where he says, should we continue in sin mm -hmm. Yes, sir. that grace may abound? And then he goes on to say, God forbid. Yes, sir. You know, I think sometimes people have in their mind, and I know we just kind of jumped right back into this. Oh, yeah. We usually yeah. talk a little bit more before we get going, but it's just... you put me on the spot. That's funny. <laughs> but it's just, um, you know, and, and we said this, um, you know, right before we started recording was, this is probably the most practical thing that we've talked about. That's true, yes, you sir. You know, that fits mm -hmm. every age group. Um, we said that last podcast, but I think sometimes people have this mindset, well, you know what, I'm going to go sin, I'm saved, I'm not going to lose my salvation. Oh, yeah. And we're not going to lose our salvation if we are saved. However, there is right. correction, there's chastisement from God mm -hmm. that comes, but they they think, well, God's going to forgive me. Mm -hmm. Well, God's going to forgive me. But should we continue and sin that grace may abound? He said, God, God forbid. forbid. Yes, sir. God forbid that we do that. So um, well, to never never use grace as a license to sin. That's exactly um, right. That's not what it is. That's right. Uh, you read a lot of that. As as a matter of fact, it helps to know that Paul struggled with the same thing in the church sure. there, in Ephesus and and um, in Galatia. I mean, all that because um, I mean, God forbid we don't continue in sin. Are we perfect? No, we're not. Absolutely, do we not. sin? Absolutely. But I like, I always remember, I read a quote from Spurgeon one time, and it's just always 
it's always stuck with me. He said, how can I love the very thing that, that, that killed my best friend? Wow. And, and, you know, we know that Jesus is alive. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I get that, but what Spurgeon is saying, it, Sin put him, put our Savior on the cross. Why did Jesus have to die? Because we are sinners, yes. and without the atonement from His perfect life, His perfect uh, blood, we would still be in our sins, and right. we would still we would have no hope, um, as Paul writes. And so, right. um, and so that's exactly what Spurgeon is talking about. How can I love the thing that killed my best friend, and not just and, killed him? Yeah. I mean, mutilated Mutilate, his body. Absolutely. You know, I was reading the other day, and I know we're not talking about uh, um, the sacrifice for sin, but we're going to for a minute because it all fits into this. It you all know what fits I'm together, yeah. And and the writer was talking about how that in the Old Testament, you know, they didn't beat that lamb. His bowels didn't gush from within, and that lamb or that goat or whatever the sacrifice was, its bones didn't stare at them. You know, mm-hmm. they more than likely cut its throat. Absolutely. And used yep. the blood mm-hmm. of it. But that sacrifice was just for one individual yes. or for one family, for the sins of one individual or one family. At Calvary, mm-hmm. it was for the sins of the world. That's right. Uh, for the sin from Adam to the last man, all the sins of the world was placed upon Jesus. Yes. And that's the reason. Calvary was so brutal. That's right. It's because it wasn't just the sin of one man or one family. It was the sin of the world. Yeah. And to say that, well, I'll just I'll just sin, I'll just do this because God will forgive me. It's it's to me, it's practically to it's laughing in the face of the agony. That's right. That Jesus went through. Yes. You think about this. I was I was studying one day and it just kind of hit me this way and you think about it this way. Um, a man that rejects Jesus is saying that he can pay for his own sins. Absolutely. And how do you pay for your own sin? Well, that is an eternity. That is eternity in hell, being yes, tormented. Uh, the rich man said that he was tormented in that flame. And I mean, how much agony would he have to be in to where, you know, I, I think about it this way. When I'm thirsty, when I need to... I, I get a bottle of water, and I'll drink just about the whole bottle before I'm satisfied. Right. How much agony did that rich man have to be in to have some sort of relief from just one drop off of the fingertip uh, onto his tongue? And so you think about that. That is the payment. If you're going to pay for your own sins, and and please hear me correct here, you're going to spend eternity in hellfire with no relief, with no end. Sure. You'll never satisfy the wrath of God on your own. No, absolutely and not. And so, yeah, t- take that around and look at Calvary. Yeah. That's, I mean, Jesus was paying for the sin. Absolutely. Of the whole world. Absolutely. And so, uh, it's, it, I, always, I always look at that. I never want to diminish the cross. No, sir. And so many times in our day, um, the preaching that you hear that is super popular, the way that a lot of people that call themselves Christians are thinking, here's what they're doing. They're diminishing the cross. They're Absolutely. diminishing the Savior and the work that was done. And um, 
No, I'm I'm just going to say with Spurgeon, I, I I'm not I can't love the thing that That's killed my exactly best friend. Right. So let's talk about overcoming this temptation. Yes. Here's a few things that that I wrote down and a few verses, and I know you got some things. And, and I know we talked before we started this. I don't know that we'll get done with temptation in two podcasts. It probably end up being three or four because it's 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 things that we all deal with. Yes. Here's one of the things I wrote down: reject the deception of carnal reasoning. Mm-hmm. Reject the deception of carnal reason. If you're going to conquer temptation, reject the deception of carnal reasoning. The lifestyle of this world is directly opposite to the lifestyle of a godly Christian. That's right. The lifestyle of the world is completely different than us. And if we, uh, that's the reason he says to come out from the world. That's right. And yes. be separate because their mindset, they have a carnal Mindset. Their mindset is not like ours. Here's a couple of things I wrote down underneath that. Um, here's some of their carnal reasonings, and let's talk about it a little bit. You have your whole life in front of you. You've got, you know, they say that they're young, but you've got your whole life in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, go sow your wild oats. Well, your wild oats is going to come back up. So if I'm going to reject temptation, I'm going to have to learn. If I'm going to if I'm going to overcome temptation, I'm going to have to learn to reject the carnal reasoning as I've got my whole life in front of me. Yep, that's it. That's it. And that that is the world, and that's why I'm, that's why my uh, my five year old don't wear shirts that say "Follow Your Heart." <laughs> You know that, that the, just drives. It, it's our podcast. I'm gonna speak my mind. I get so sick and tired yeah. of hearing people in church, mm-hmm. hearing yes, women yeah. in our church telling teenagers or in our churches, yeah. telling teenagers, "Well, just follow your heart." Just <laughs> that shows, brother Jonathan. Yeah. That shows how illiterate yes absolutely. they are to the Word of God. That's right. I tell I, I don't you know how many times I know I, right I, I got I triggered, <laughs> but it does. <laughs> but that it, it it and it should it should because that is an ideology that ideology came from Disney. Yeah, I mean, come on, people. Yeah, uh, Disney. You you really think Disney has the our children's yeah. best interest in mind? He, no. But anyway, I listened to a man the other day. You said Disney. I don't know. I'm Jason Road. It's an ADD moment. But we're coming back. <laughs> he done a comparison. To living in Walt Disney's world and Mister Rogers' neighborhood, mm. and it was That's very good. But go ahead. That's interesting. But here, here's the thing: um, I, I tell people a lot of times when I'm preaching, I'll, I'll stop and I'll hold up my Bible, and I'll look at him and say, "Boy, life would be a whole lot easier if we'd just read. Absolutely, if we just read the Word of God. Yes, sir. We." And, and listen to it. I know it, it's not just reading it. It's obeying. It's it's putting it to practice in our life. But uh, you read the Word of God and you're knowledgeable about Scripture when you walk around and somebody looks at you and say, well, honey, you just need to follow your heart. Well, you're going to have sirens and red flags going up saying, uh-uh, no. The Bible tells me That's right. that my heart is wicked, it is deceitful, it yep. is evil. Who can trust who it? Who can trust it? No yep. man can. I mean, it, it, it's like the tongue. No man can tame it. Um, and, and the only hope is God. 
That's exactly God. Right. It's God who worketh in us. Yeah. It's God. It's not me. It's not you. It's not. I mean, there's nothing. I I say this a lot. There's nothing good in me, and whatever you see in me that is good, it's from God. Yep. And and it's it's God working within me. And that's Absolutely. the way every Christian life is. You don't follow your heart, follow God's word. Yeah. Come and, on. And that you have the rest of your life, that is what they're saying. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I've always asked this question what is the rest of your life? It's a vapor. That's exactly right, right. James. Ford. It's a vapor. It's a vapor. It's, it's a just vapor. like the fog in the morning. Yes, it's sir. here. It's here for just a minute or two, and then and it's then gone. Then it vanishes away. Yep. Here's another one that the carnal mind throws at us. Sinful living is fun and fulfilling. Hmm. Now, I'll say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up and, and say it this way. Sinful living is fun, according to the Bible, but not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And it's fun for a season. That's right. Hebrews said, Moses said, choosing rather, Hebrews eleven twenty five, choosing rather to suffer affliction, which is, it, it, that means pain or loss. Yeah. Said, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. He does yeah. say that there's pleasure in sin. Mm, absolutely. For a season. Just like a while ago, I heard you talking to your son on the phone when we broke in between podcasts. And you said the wind is blowing and the leaves are starting to fall off the tree. It's the changing of seasons. Mm-hmm. We're fixing to go into fall of the year. Yep. And and I love. I used to be a big summertime guy, but the older I get, the more I look forward to fall of the year. Oh, man. man, fall's I, the best. <laughs> I love. I can't wait to sit around a campfire. Yep. And drink a hot cup of coffee, man. And it's wonderful. Yes, sir. But. After fall comes dreaded winter. Yeah. And old man winter slips in. Depression rate goes up. Yep. Suicide rate goes up. And in sin, the, the the carnal mind, how to overcome this temptation, we reject the carnal mind's attitude right. of sin is fun and fulfilling. The, the, the prodigal son, he had fun for a little while. He did. But then he come to himself. Yep. Come to himself and realize that this is not fulfilling. And he went back to his father's house and he he talked about the bread that his hired servants had. He went back looking for a piece of bread. Mm -hmm. But when he got home, there was a fatted calf. Oh, there was so much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I got saved, this is another topic. (laughs) But when I got saved, I got saved to escape hell. Yes, sir. That's the reason I got saved. Everybody says, well, why'd you get saved? I didn't want to go to hell. That's right. That's the yeah. reason I got saved. Amen. But can I say something? I got so, so much, much more. more. Yeah, boy. And the carnal mind will tell you the world is so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You'll never understand fulfilling mm-hmm. until you're in God's presence. Oh, that's and, right. And, and in His fellowship. Here's one other, and we'll move on to something else. Talking about rejecting the deception of the carnal mind, you won't get caught. Mm-hmm. It's just practical things that broke down. You won't get caught. That's oh, what yeah. the world says. Always, always, it, it's going to be fine. Yeah, just do what makes you happy. 
Yeah, you, you know, ain't gonna get caught. You won't get caught. You'd be fine. Ain't gonna. Just, ain't gonna. That's a low that's gap. Low gap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't. We can't hide it. It is what no, it is. It is what it <laughs> is. Might as well embrace it. Uh, that's what I told my wife. She said, "Oh man, I'm really." She told me one time. She said, "You spoke so proper when we first got together." She said, "I've changed you." I said, "Well, I said there ain't no point in trying to hide it." <laughs> I'm in low gap now. You are but, right now, or soon will be what your friends are. That's it. But uh, but. But no, um, that that's it's it's kind of like the old, um, you know. I remember when I was a boy, uh, the temptation to lie. Hey, I can, you know, I, I I'll just tell this little lie. I'll get out of it. Well, that lie had to be propped up by another lie. Yes, sir. That lie had to be propped up by another lie. Before you know it, depending on how, I mean, didn't really matter how tall. Liar. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting here going, I can't even remember how many times I lied. Now yeah. you can't even remember the first lie you made. Um, and, and the tower comes tumbling. I yes, mean, sir. the truth always comes out. Um, the fellow I was talking about that I was listening to his testimony, um, I was talking about him on the last episode when we closed, yes. right before we closed, talking about how he was battling a, a an addiction to porn. Well, he said um, um, at the close of the interview, the interviewer looked at him and said, what advice do you have for anybody that might be struggling with what you were? I mean, this guy was pastoring several hundred people the church had blew up it was i mean it was growing and here he is in the middle of it and um he started he didn't he said he didn't know what to do and he said you know our minds are so crazy he said here i am a pastor i've been in church for several years now he said here was my thought well god you're blessing the church you're growing the church you're doing a work here does that mean i'm okay Obviously not. That's right. Um, but that's where our minds go. Because once we go down that rabbit hole, I mean, it's just, you know, and, and here's what he did. Here's, here, here was his advice. He said, just come out in the light. He said, just tell the truth. He said, you're going to hurt people. You're going to get hurt. But he said, there is nothing like walking in the light as he is in the light. Sure. Talking about Jesus. And he said, he said, just coming out and being truthful to people. And he said, looking back on it is, a, I mean, it's, it, it hurts, but do you want to be right with God? That's right. You know, or not. And there's nothing like being right with That's God. That's right. And you know what, Brother Jonathan, people may not get caught here on earth. Uh, there's some, uh, yeah. But there's an all C and I. And numbers said this. Yeah. But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin yep. will find you out. We see that in the we see that in the headlines all the time. Famous pastors, you know, getting caught up in in some sort of uh, uh, affair and things like it. the truth always comes out. I always like it though, as like this example I was given. He he brought it to light. That's he right. didn't get caught. And then, oh, I'm sorry, and oh, you know, he didn't get caught first. But the thing about it is, that's the best way to handle it. But the fact of the matter is, the devil's going to convince, convince you ain't going to get caught. You're okay with what you're doing. Your wife ain't never going to find out. Your husband ain't never going to find out. You're going to be fine. Just do what makes you happy. Ain't that what the world always says? Do what makes you happy. Uh, You're not going to get caught. It's going to be okay until it's not. Yeah, I mean, that's right. it always comes out. It really does. And like you said, if you get by with it on earth, 
you sure will not get by with it no, sir. after. And, you know, um, we have to learn if we're going to overcome mm. this temptation, we have to learn to put that carnal mindset out of our mind. We yep. can't think that way. Right. You've got we to make a decision, a I, conscious I was, decision. Uh, I was talking to a couple not long ago, and we was talking about, you know, sometimes people say, um, well, it's just the way I was born. You know, sometimes mm. when they're having a problem saying things they shouldn't, it's just the way I was born. That's always the... But when I got saved, God transformed me. That's right. God made me into a new creature and is continuing. Now, my salvation was instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Salvation is not progressive. Right. Sanctification is progressive. Yes, sir. Yep. And and ever since, matter of fact, years ago, I haven't been here no time at Amazing Grace, I preached a series on pardon the mess. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> and that's what we are. That's right. That's yes, what sir. we are. And that's the reason we have to learn to put that carnal mindset. If we're going to yep. overcome temptation, it goes back, you know, to what you said in the last podcast. Um, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Mm-hmm. I stay in God's word to get my mind right. That's right. If yeah. I'm not in God's word, my mind is not going to be right. Our mind is a battlefield. Yeah. So here's That's another thing I wrote down. Rely. We talked about, you know, um, uh, doing away with that carnal mindset and rejecting that carnal mindset. Here's another thing that I'd put down. Rely um, uh, upon the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. You know, we had to come to that place where, um, I'm crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And we have to learn to rely upon the Holy Spirit. He said, be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Yes. said in Romans six thirteen, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments, here it is, of righteousness unto God. What do we do? We yield. Mm-hmm. We submit our will to the Lord's will. Yep. We yield ourselves to God. When temptation comes, we don't fall to what we want. We yield to what God wants. That's right. Yep. And, uh, and you know, I'd, I'd like to say for a second, too, that when we're when we're dealing with this, and, and it goes back to so many things, this all just goes back together. It, it makes me think of like being a servant, being humble, all these things that are part of the Christian life. The Bible says, "Let this mind be in you," sure, which was also in Christ Jesus. We all know we've heard the old proverbs, the old the the, the famous quotes. You know, you are what you think. That's, I mean, our minds are super powerful. That's why the Bible tells us. Um, to let this mind be in you. That's why in Romans it tells us that um, uh, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If if your mind, if you're thinking like Christ, you're acting like Christ. That's right. You, you know, and uh, it's why it goes on into Ephesians. You know, to be filled with the Spirit, to literally be controlled by the spirit of God. If you're if you're if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing at the root of the Christian life, then there's a lot of this stuff you're not going to have to worry about. 
you, you, it, because you're going to make the right decision when it comes down to it. And I was looking in Brother Ballou's book here on practical Christianity. Here's what he says. How do we deal with the temptations? The first step he gives is by defining the source. What is the source? Our temptations come from one of three sources. That they're either coming from the devil, they're coming from the flesh, or they're coming from the world. And I remember um, and uh, uh, Dr. Caudle, uh, Dr. Eric Caudle, mm-hmm. when I was at Northwood Baptist Bible College. This is this was a textbook for practical Christianity that we went through, and I remember him giving the illustration of how, you know, uh, you've got a um, you got a mole tearing up your yard. He said, "What do you got?" He said, "You can't." Do, he said, "It's not going to do you any good to walk around fixing all of the holes and the hills and the tunnels and the stuff that is. You go after the mole, yep. and you kill the mole. Then you can fix the rest of it." And I feel like what a lot of people try to do is they they are they are merely fighting symptoms of what the real problem is. Yes, sir. And a lot of what the real problem is is they're not walking in the spirit the way that they should be. That's right. And um, I, I like the way Brother Baloo outlines that in here. He says you de- you define the source and then you defeat the source. He says stop dealing with the fruit and deal with the root. Yeah, boy. And I mean, that's that's some pretty good advice right there. And um, and it all goes back to Scripture. It's, it, it goes back to uh, walking in the light as He is in the as light. As He's in the light, and, sure. And it goes back to memorizing Scripture. Um, you cannot, you mentioned this just as, I mean, you cannot do it alone. You cannot defeat temptation by yourself. You've got to realize that it's it's God that works in you. We already mentioned that, but it's like First uh, John four four says, "Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them." Uh, well, how have you overcome them? Well, it tells us because greater is He that is in you, sure, than He that is in the world. And I I, I feel like a lot of times because I can testify to this in my own life, um, I want to go ahead and start working. Instead of allowing God to work. Right. You right. know, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. That's Absolutely. what we do. It's the natural man. We think we have the solution. We think we have the power to overcome stuff. We don't. It's God. That's right. It's God in us. And um, you keep, uh, in order to properly defeat and and live that Christian life, you're going to have to rely on the power of God. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You know, you, you said this a while ago, and, and I want to circle back up on it here in the closing of this podcast. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. And I thought about this mind, uh, or, or what was his mind? What was the mind of Christ? And whenever we get to looking at Christ, he took upon the form of a servant. Yes. And I got to thinking about what's a servant's number one goal. A servant's number one goal is to be pleasing to their master. That's right. No matter what they have to do, they want to be pleasing to their master. Yes. And if we have the mind of Christ, we're going to have the mind of a servant. Yes, sir. And if we do what a servant does, we relinquish what our wants are. That's right. We push what we want to do to the side. We we relinquish all of our wants, and we rely upon him because we want him to be pleased in us. And the only way that God can ever be pleased in us is if we're walking in the Spirit. That's right. There's no other way. God can't be pleased with us if we're not living a life, according to the Scriptures, walking in the Spirit. Even though you may not be living in some gross sin, 
if you're not walking according to the scriptures and 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 walking according to the scriptures is being filled yes sir with the spirit of god that's right it's being filled with the spirit of god and uh, to overcome that to overcome that then we're going to have to learn to to refuse that carnal mindset of the world and we're going to have to learn to rely upon the holy spirit of god that's right. There's sometimes, man, I want to say things so bad, but underneath my breath, I pray, God, give me wisdom right here. Yes, sir. You know, there's I've a lot of times. There yeah. There's a lot. I was talking to um, one of our deacons um, just today, and he said, there's a lot of times I know that people's telling me something that's not right. Mm-hmm. And he said, but I choose not to say nothing. He said, because in the in the end, the truth will come out. They'll know yes. that that what the truth is. Mm-hmm. And he said, sometimes the best thing we can do is just stay quiet and walk away. And and it's a it, in, in boy, we could talk so much about this. Temptation is right. not just a sexual temptation. Oh no, no, it's not just an alcoholic temptation. No, it's not just a temptation to do drugs. It's not just a temptation to pornography. It's a temptation to sow discord among the brethren. Yes, sir. It's a temptation to talk about the preacher. Yes, sir. It's a temptation to talk about somebody else. And if we're going to overcome that, we must learn to rely upon the Holy Spirit of God. We must learn to rely upon it. Well, we thank you for listening uh, today to What Now, and we hope that you'll tune in or listen again next week. I'll never get out of the radio world. <laughs> Listen again next week. We're going to pick back up on this same topic and try to finish it out next week and look at some more things about how to overcome temptation. Hey, go to Facebook and check out What Now on Facebook. Is it What Now? What Now Podcast. What Now yep. Podcast on Facebook. Give that a like and share it. Um, if you're liking what you're hearing, if you're not liking what you're hearing, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. You say, well, if I send an email, you're going to know who I am. Well, create an email that we won't know who you are and send us an email. And if you've got a subject that you want to hear, um, we've got a a podcast that that once we get off temptation, we're going to do one. I don't think it, I know it's not going to take 30 minutes, but uh, we had somebody write to us about cremation. Yep. And we're going to talk Burial. a little bit about that. Um, so uh, we'd love to hear from you. And then we're also going to do one. Um, we're going to bring Brother Granville Branch in with us. He's one of the pastors that's out of our church also. And we're going to do one, and it's going to be primarily for. Um, pastors, but we hope everybody will listen. But the challenges of pastoring in a rural area. Brother Gramble pastors um, in Allegheny County out in the middle of nowhere. We're pretty much in the middle of nowhere here at Amazing Grace. Brother Jonathan, he's in the suburbs of Mount Airy. That's right. But it's still a rural area. <laughs> still rural. We're going to talk yeah. about some of those challenges. So we've got some great things lined up. Um, listen again next week. We're excited about um, closing out our series on temptation. We're going to do that next week. So thank you for listening to What Now? Conversations for Life. <laughs>